going on guys? This is kicking it with Camacho. Um <laughs> I don't know why I do that. I don't know what that where that's from. That's not something from my childhood. It's just uh I don't know. It almost sounds like like when I go Camacho, it's like it's like I'm I'm hiding, right? There's like a there's like a bad guy. You remember that Jurassic Park thing? Where um, there's that scene with the kids and the Velociraptors, and like they're hiding behind the, like silver uh, cabinets or whatever the hell those are, and then they just like, is he gone? That's kind of what it's like. It's kind of like, come on, y'all. You know, it's pussy shit. That's what it is. Anyways, I hope you had a great. <laughs> I've always shot out of a cannon sometimes. You know, um, hope you had a great weekend. Did you enjoy uh, Super Bowl Fifty Eight? What a game, dude. That might have been. Ooh, I was thinking about it yesterday. Um, probably one of the best Super Bowls I've ever seen. You know, right off the top of my head, you got Super Bowl 42 that the Giants won. Obviously, that was probably the best one I've ever seen just because of, like, the storyline with the undefeated New England Patriots team going against the New York Giants who were just, like, what were they, like a 13-point underdog? It's like, it was, like... The greatest team of all time versus the New York Giants. And the Giants just miraculously won that game, man. It was something special. Um, Super Bowl 46 was also great. Also a Giants win. But that one wasn't as dramatic. Um, Super Bowl 43 with the Arizona Cardinals and the Steelers. That was an insane one. That ended. That, ended, that one was wild. But other than those three, um, I can't think of one off the, past, off the top of my head that's been like that. I guess the Falcons one, the Falcons uh, Patriots one, where the Patriots came all the way back, that was insane. I remember the Eagles one, Eagles and um, when they beat the Patriots, that one was pretty insane. Um, but other than that, most of the Super Bowls, like you know, there's some good ones, there's some does. Some of the, most of them just kind of like they're they're kind of competitive, but at the end of the game. Like, uh, I don't know, there's like a three and out or something and the other team just kind of kneels it, right? But yesterday, going to overtime, winning on the last, um, you know, game-winning touch. Dude, Patrick Mahomes is fuck. It, he's just, it's just getting to that point now. Like, I remember feeling this way when you would watch, like, Derek Jeter, right? And you would watch guys like Michael Jordan. Um, just, like, no matter what the situation is, if it's, they're just clutch, they're just, like, fucking... Unreal amazing, man. And it's just like, I can't even believe, like, how do you even achieve that type of great? I'll say this. I, I was going to, I cut my, I cut myself off here, but it's like, how do you achieve that type of greatness? It's funny because I was, I was watching some of the interviews with uh, Mahomes and Travis Kelsey after the game. And then Kelsey was just like, you know, they're basically telling him, like, how crazy is it? Like, you get to play with this guy that, like, is the best ever. Like he's the goat, you know. Like when he needs to show up, he always shows up. And he was just like, "Bro, this guy works hard, prepares like a motherfucker, to the point where it's like it's just second nature, you know." And that's something like so many people in this world don't really realize, or they're too fucking lazy. It's like, dude, if you have a craft or a job or anything, and you want to be the best at it, like it just takes. Hard work, hard work to the point where you're exhausted, your eyes are bleeding, you're beating information over your head, right? It's like, so when you have to actually perform, like for me, for stand-up, it's like, how do you become a great comic? Repetition, man. 
just repetition, doing it as much as you can, learning from your mistakes, watching film, writing jokes, like all that shit. You can't skip any of that stuff. And like, there's no, I mean, listen, there's some people that are just like gifted, talently, but like talent, man, like look at this Super Bowl run. The Chiefs, other than having Mahomes and Kelsey, and then you have like obviously like really uh, great coaches, but it's like they weren't the most talented team. Bro, so you got Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Pacheco was pretty great. But then let's let's go over to the 49ers. You have Purdy, you have McCaffrey, who's a fucking animal, by the way. That guy is an animal. Like, I don't I don't remember the last time I seen a running back just like fucking bulldozing his way through people like he is, and he just like always gains yards. He's a tough motherfucker. And then some of these hits he takes at the end, he'll get rolled up on, he'll get thrown on his head, and he just gets right back up and jogs to the huddle, it's, it's amazing, but it's like, yeah, um, so they have McCaffrey, they have Debo, they have Purdy, they have, uh, Kittle, right, um, there's more, there's someone I'm missing, right, they have so much more talent than them, but yet, it's, uh, the Chiefs, man, they just had, they just fucking, talent doesn't matter, think about the, the Ravens, Lamar Jackson, Odell Beckham Jr., who else is on that fucking team? I don't know, but you get the point, right? In sports, even in comedy, it's like, I mean, comedy, comedy's tough because um, there's no wins and losses in comedy, really. Comedy's pretty subjective, but for the most part, if you want to be a great comic, you just got to put in the work, you know? And usually if you're a really funny, really talented comic, you're going to have some success there. It's not a meritocracy, though. Like, it, it's not automatic, like, most talented, most hardworking is going to be the most successful. That's, I would say, if anything, the more hardworking you are, the more successful you'd be in show business, despite having less talent. Bill Burr has this one quote. I was going to share with you guys a motivational quote at the end, but uh, here's, a, here's an extra quote. Um, Bill, Bill Burr, on some YouTube video I watched back in the day, he goes, uh, this business, show business, has nothing to do with talent. It's all about fucking desire, you know? It's so true, man. Like, I, I talk about, I've talked about. And uh, I'm a piece of shit. I just realized again, I did not hit record. So uh, you got a bit of a, you got a bit of a camera audio for uh, for the first, I don't know. How long was I fucking yapping for? I don't know. Whatever. Um. God, I, I, I always, I don't know why I never, I don't just hit record because I always do a sound check. You know what? From now on, I'm just going to hit record as, as I'm doing the sound check. I don't give a fuck anymore. All right. Oh, man. I want to beat myself up right now. Literally, I just want to physically put some fucking tape on my fingers and put some boxing gloves on and just fucking boop, 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 boop in my head. Anyways, anyways, um, don't be so hard on yourself, James. Uh, People make mistakes. They just, you know, some people make them all the time. Some people make them once and learn. You're the, you're the, you're the four, you're the foremost. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, I was, I've been talking about this with some comedians recently. It's like the thing that keeps you usually success in comedy just comes from like, you know, putting in your 10,000 hours. Um, you know, comedians for the most part don't really get good, good until like, I mean, it could be anywhere from like 10 to 20 years, you know, to get, become like a really great comic. And the thing that's going to keep you in is not your talent, man. You know, it's about your fucking desire to be great and, and like your love for the art form. Like if you genuinely love what you do, right, 
It's like you don't work a day in your life. Work sucks, right? The actual term work is something that no one wants to do, right? But if if what you can, cons- I guess work is also something that kind of pays your bills and like it's like your livelihood, right? But if you can make that into something that you want to do, like that's not really the definition of work. I think the definition of work has this like negative, negative connotation to it, you know? So, yeah. Hats off to the Chiefs, man. I wouldn't be surprised if they came back and won it last year. It was just a great game, man. It's one of those games where um, the 49ers didn't really lose it. It's just the Chiefs won it. You kind of knew, man. Here's here's the big difference of the game. That game was fucking great, pretty even. Both teams really good. But in overtime, it's just like the 49ers, when it came to overtime, they got their field goal, and the Chiefs, Chiefs just got their touchdown. That's really what it came down to, man. And yeah, I give my I give my props to Purdy. You know, he's not like the flashiest quarterback, but he's uh he's really good. He's really efficient. He didn't seem the moment didn't seem too big for him, which is amazing. I think he's gonna be back in the future. And uh, I feel bad for Shanahan. It, it sucks to lose. I kind of feel like, I, honestly, the way I feel about the Niners right now is kind of the way the Bills feel like. It's like such a great team, so much talent, but like no hardware to show for it. No rings, no trophies, just because you got this guy Mahomes who's who's the best, you know. And it's uh, it's tough, but yeah, hats off to the Chiefs. Hats, hats off to uh, um, Andy Reid, who's such a likable guy, loves cheeseburgers. Who doesn't love a guy that loves cheeseburgers, you know? Hats off to fucking um, Travis Kelsey and uh, Taylor Swift. I got to admit, man, seeing them smooch at the end of the game, seeing how in love they are, you could tell, man, it's it's real. It's not this fabricated thing that people online and in the media want, want so desperately. Like, it, it's sad that people almost want this to be like a fake thing, you know, so they could have some fucking narrative they can spin or they could have some, you know, circle jerk hate fest they can do online with other losers, you know. But seeing that, man, and then uh, I forget who it was that was um, doing commentary. They're showing Travis Kelsey and uh, Taylor Swift kissing, embracing after the game. I think the words she was saying, I was trying to read her lips. It was just like, unbelievable, you're unbelievable, all this stuff. Um, the guy on the CBS broadcast was like, you know, you could t- that's great. You can tell they're in love and like, you know, every guy, every man needs like a amazing woman. Like when you have an amazing woman in your life, it will push a guy to do even greater things, you know? And I'm sure that's like, dude, it's like, you know, the guys won two, Kelsey's won two Super Bowls, right? Good looking guy, rich. You don't think like having Taylor Swift, like this relationship, like there was that narrative too. He's like, oh, maybe he'll retire. Maybe he's out of football. He wants to get out of football. He just wants to live his life with Taylor Swift. It's like, that's like, I remember hearing that. I mean, like, well, that's, that's not a great relationship. You know, this guy's literally the best at his game. He's going to win a Super Bowl. With the chance of three peat, which has never been done before, he's gonna retire because he's gonna get like sucked into wanting to be with this woman all the time. It's like that's the that would be terrible, dude. Listen, when he's if if when he's done, he's done, right? 
if his body can't take it anymore, if he genuinely mentally checked out. But a great woman wouldn't want that. You know, if you're in your prime, if you can make some fucking history, she wouldn't want a good relationship. That person wouldn't want you to hang it up, you know, and they would drive you to, to they would help you. They would drive you to do better, you know. So, yeah, seeing that, man, it made me uh, miss uh, being in a relationship not my ex, just kind of being in a relationship and um, having someone, uh, you know, a support system, dude. I read some other quote. I, I, I'm such a big quote nerd, but <laughs> um, I read some something online that was like, you know, or maybe it was a video or TikTok. It was like if everyone needs like someone who like supports them, you know. It's it's a game changer when you have someone in your life that like supports what you do and believes in you, you know. Um, but yeah, what a game! Definitely depressing that super this uh, football season's over. I think the football season right probably has the longest off season. I mean, now it's not gonna be football till September. Man, imagine where am I gonna be in September, man? Who am I gonna be in September? Isn't that just so crazy to think about? Ah uh, man, but this whole football season was uh was different. Last few have been um, you know, rooting for the Giants, then having, you know, I had my ex with me pretending to be a Giants fan just to be nice. This year has been a lonely football year. I've been wa- I've pretty much watched every week on my couch alone. Um then I had, you know, some of it with my my new kit, my you know, my new kittens which was fun, but it was, it was kind of a, kind of my getaway. I want to say thank you to the NFL this year. It was, it's definitely helped me through my tough times and, um, giving me a weekly distraction. And, uh, hopefully in September, uh, the next football season, I won't be, uh, you know, won't be so lonely, but anyways, let's, 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 uh, let's move on from the Super Bowl. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, oh, I thought Usher kicked ass. I thought Usher was great. I thought it was a great halftime show. Everyone's saying the commercials weren't great. I thought there were some funny commercials in there, you know. Uh, I really, I thought that Dunkin' Donuts one was funny. The Christopher Walken one was funny. Arnold Schwarzenegger one was pretty ridiculous, too. Um, there was a couple, though. There was that one about the French people where I'm like, I'm watching it. And I'm like, listen, like, I don't get offended, right? I, I, I Listen, I, I offend people of anything, but it's like I could see this being a problem. In the fucking Twitterverse or whatever on social media, with the way they're kind of portraying this. Diff- I forgot exactly what happened, but they were kind of just doing this thing where they're portraying French people as like mimes and like loving cheese, you know. Which are those even negative stereotypes? But whatever, you know how people are. It's like, oh, you can't really talk about race without pissing people off, you know. So, um, other than the Super Bowl, um. I had the realization this week that I don't think I can drink anymore. <laughs> I went out. I think it was Friday. I didn't even go out. I don't go out anymore. That's the thing. I don't. I don't really. Um, I don't go out. I don't go out. I mean, I try to, but dude, I'm so. I'm in this fucking zone right now. And as much as I feel guilty about it, I want to break away. I'm in the zone of like, I'm hustling. I like waking up early and working out. Right? I'm working out hard as shit. I'm eating right. I don't want to like fuck up my body with with alcohol and drugs and shit. I, I'm just like really. 
and I don't really enjoy drinking like I used to, you know? And, like, here's the thing. It's like, dude, I make jokes about it, but, like, and it's probably because my tolerance has gone down, but my hangover, dude, I had a fucking, uh, I went, I did some shows on Friday. I go out to, uh, I don't even go out. I just hang out after, and I have a couple, two glasses, two glasses of wine, and, dude, like, on the way home, I was, like, I was about to fucking, like, collapse, you know? I was, like, barely getting together. I was get, I was on the train, like, falling asleep. Like, like not actually falling asleep, but I was like, you know what? If I close my eyes, it, it would be, I, I could fall asleep now. Two glasses of wine. Now, I think the problem with this is, like, I don't drink that much. Two glasses of wine, is that for, is that me blackout? No. Even though I am kind of teetering on, on two-beer queer status, but it's, like, I also wake up early as shit now. Like I wake up at seven. Some days I wake up at six, and it was like midnight, one a.m. I'm just like, bro, I'm done. Like I'm fucking. <laughs> I got no, I got no juice left. I'm on, I'm on one percent right now. And dude, I woke up the next day, and like this isn't like I've had worse hangovers than this, but it's like I woke up with a headache. It was one of those hangovers where I woke up, headache. I fucking shoved some shit down my mouth, pit, took a piss, went right back to bed. And then I slept for like another hour. Oh, I took some ibuprofen. But then I woke up after the hour. I felt fine. But it's still, it's just like, dude, it's like, I ended up waking up like 11 a.m. Which now, now I get like a fucking panic attack when I wake up that late, dude. Because I'm so used to waking up early and like I'm, get, I'm you know, get work started around, you know. I wake up usually 7, 8. I work out. I eat. And then, um, you know, by like 11, I try to, 11 a.m., I try to like get my, you know, do my, uh... My, my, you know, my job, which is uh, my uh, my career, you know, and yeah, waking up at 11, that, that gives me such a panic attack, man, because I'm just like, oh, my God, I lost the whole day. I can't be productive. You know, this is all a good thing, right? I'm not ta- I'm not saying it in a good light, but it's like be- this being this motivated and being this much of like a hustler. It's good, but it's not fun. It's, it's, there's something we, it's fun in terms of like it's all I want to do, but we t- it just goes back to having like a support system. And a great partner behind you, you know? It's like, dude, we're social creatures, you know? Being just this lonely guy working my dick off, it's like, it's not, it, it's not that, it don't feel that great all the time. It, it really is just like me looking at my cats, you know? You guys proud of me? And then you get a, you know? But, um, <laughs> yeah, so, it's so cliche, but like I drank, I was like, I don't, I don't think I can do this anymore. Which is really sad because I only had two glasses of wine, you know. I think, but I think that's it's getting that point now, man. I have one drink, I can feel nice. I have another one, I st- I start falling apart. And um, like I said, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird to feel guilty over not being able to poison my body in a way that most people poison their body, you know. Uh, but yeah, but yeah. I just like also too. I was like. You know, I had to drink. Like, it hit me kind of at midnight when I was at this uh, bar. I was drinking, and, like, it just, like, I was slumped, man. And I was like, I don't know how. Like, I, I just kind of get in this moment, like, how am I going to meet? How am I going to meet woman, you know? Because, like, you know, people go out to bars. They talk woman up, all this shit. It's like, bro, if I have a drink, I'm fucking falling asleep at the bar. It's like, I have no, I, 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 that's not, like, I'm the, I'm the guy in the corner just fucking, like, passing out. You know, or I'm the guy that's, I'm starting to get a headache. It's like, ugh, like, and like everything now is like, like, dude, I was on fucking, um, I'm on dating apps. 
swiping, all these girls, everything is some fucking, uh, I love margaritas, I love fucking, uh, Svetka. Well, what a big drop-off, right? I love shotgun beers, right? I remember this one girl, she had a picture of just, like, her, I don't know, like, doing some crazy drinking thing. I feel, I feel like such an old piece of shit. This crazy drinking thing these kids are doing these days. But, yeah, I was just like, uh... Yeah, that's not me anymore, man. I'm like a health guy. I'm a fucking hustler guy. You know, I'm sure there's hot chicks in the in that in the, in the career motivated uh, sphere. My ex is a PhD student at Columbia, so that's that's what I uh, that's what I need to be fucking. That's where I need to be shopping, right? Ivy League genius institutions, not fucking dive bars, right? Sloppy all over themselves. Anyways, so um, that's something learned about myself. Here's another thing. Speaking about my ex, who I I think I, man, I mentioned her way too much. But hey, man, I'm, you know, give me a break, man. I was going, I was uh, was going get out of a pretty pretty long term relationship, about a fifth of a year, about a sixth of my life, um, relationship. Um, I've been working on material about the breakup. It's pretty uh it's pretty intense. It's like sad, it's like funny but sad and also like really um I open up a lot about it and it's really um um if the crowd's not ready for it, they may they, they it, sometimes it can get too sad. It can kind of teeter on that level, but I'm working on it where it's it's good, right? And uh I did a show the other day. I'm on stage and I'm I'm doing material not about her. And uh, kind of talk to these two girls. Um, I've seen them come in. They're pretty cute looking girls. Uh, so they come. They're sitting. And I'm. 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 Uh, I'm on. I'm doing crowd work with them. And they're like they're giggling, laughing. Like we got a good vibe going on. Like I remember I said what my um, ethnic background was, and I can kind of hear them in the back go, "Ooh, that's what it is," you know. And I'm like, I'm on stage talking to them. I'm doing well on stage too. I'm killing. I'm just like. Hey, maybe after the show, uh, you know, we can make something happen here. I didn't say this out loud. I just in my head, it was like, all right, you finish your set after the show, you know, maybe get their Instagrams or something, right? I remember though, I you know, I'm doing my material and I'm doing of jokes about being mixed race. I'm doing jokes about dating apps, maybe about therapy. I don't, I don't fucking remember. But then I start going into the my chunk about the breakup, and like I said, it's not like uh, uh, we. It's not like set up punch it's not like you know ex-girlfriend uh xyz i don't know i don't know what just it's not like surface level dumb material it's like really personal like you know here's what here's what what went wrong in the relationship here's you know kind of meant like stuff i learned about myself in therapy you know it's more of a dissection about why the relationship didn't work out and what i you know i feel like uh personality wise you know why it didn't work out like stuff like that right and i'm not gonna give it away because um, it'll be uh, in a special, um, hopefully one, one day soon. But don't say hopefully, James. Say it. Say it into an existence. It'll be in a special one day. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm I'm doing well. I'm talking to the girls. They're giggling. I think they like me. Um, then I bring up like hey, I just got out of a long term relationship, and I just remember hearing in the corner, same same spot where the girls were just playing like oh. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Uh, I was like, fuck. I remember on stage just being like, shit, shit. And then I started doing the bits and like, 
The bits are doing fine, but I the that corner is just gone now. That it's a black hole in that corner. They're like, you could tell they're disappointed, and it's like, normally I feel like if you go, hey, I'm single, uh, just got out of something. I don't know. I, I guess it's different times now. I always felt like if you were like uh, just saying you're single, if someone was interested in you, they'd be like, that's great. All right, maybe I'll shoot my shot. Maybe we'll. He's available, but then if you can't now, I feel like it's like, oh, I just got, I just got out of something, right? I think I think people are like, oh, well, fucking just leave, leave them alone, you know? Like, are they just kind of know? It's like you're probably still not over it. I don't want to be your rebound, you know what I mean? I think if I were to be like, I got out of something, yeah, maybe I should stop saying I just got out of something because I'm not even just just getting out of it. But it's like, what if I go, uh, I'm going through a. Going through a breakup, I guess, implies still it's still current. I had a breakup? I don't know. So anyway, so the girls were turned off. And I just realized, like, man, I just cock-blocked myself with my own stupid stand-up set. <laughs> and I've been working on this material for the last couple of weeks because I'm just trying to get it tight, you know? As an artist, I'm just trying to get it tight. Get it right. Get it tight. Get it right. Get it right. Get it right. Get it tight. Um, what was my point here? But yeah, so like this week, I really want to try to do my sets in the city, which are usually about 10, 15 minutes long, without having to, to talk about her in my set, like the breakup material, you know, which is stupid. It's like, it's stupid because I like, like I, I shouldn't have the crowd dictate what I do on stage, but the material is pretty tight. I feel pretty good about it. Um... There's maybe like one or one part that I, I think could be a little bit better. But other than that, it's like it was getting to the point where it was getting pretty tight. And I was honestly getting a little bit bored of it. And I probably need to like, you know, start working on other shit. And um, so this week, at least this week for my short sets, I want to do sets where I don't talk about her. And just actually like, you know, now I have all these uh, being single dating jokes. Maybe just kind of like work on that a little better. And also, like, um, the last time the last time I used to pull a lot of ass from shows was when I was just talking about being single. And, every, you know, once I started talking about, you know, once I got in my relationship, I was talking about her, you know. And then, and then uh, with the breakup, it's been, like, breaking up with her. So, I mean, that's all I got is my stuff on stage, you know. That's that's my calling card. That's 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 all I got. That's my resume. That's That's everything, you know. So, yeah, that's something I want to try to do this week is just um, do my sets without mentioning her. And we'll see if I get some DMs and stuff. Man, I get that, that's almost, It's almost like an experiment. Oh, my hat. There goes my hat. There goes my hat. I got, the podcast is so crazy, my hat flew off. Um, but, yeah, it's almost like an experiment. I want to see uh, what happened. Because I used to, uh, like I said, I used to get a lot of DMs after shows. I used to get a lot of girls interested in me. But then, you know, maybe maybe something changed. Maybe it's my hair. I had shorter hair back then. Oh, I'm so insecure. Anyways, um, how how long have we been doing the podcast for? So I fucked up. I didn't record. That was probably for like five minutes. So we're on 25 now. Oh, my audio battery's out. That's at one bar. That's not what you want. Um, let's talk about this. Um, Here's nothing. Oh, let's do questions. We got to do questions. What the fuck am I talking about? Let's do questions and then we'll wrap up with a quote. Um, not that many questions. 
Um, I think I think people. Uh, I don't think I have. I think my fans are tuned out. You know. Now you know what it is. Um, I used to post on Facebook for questions, but I'm so fucking sick of Facebook. Like I'm done with Facebook, man. You know. I'm not. I'm not 180 years old. Why am I on Facebook? So I'm done with Facebook. Um, I'll post content on there here and there, but I, I you know, I was kind of. It was kind of. I caught Facebook just became this thing where I was like, uh, I was too chatty on there, for lack of a better term. And I, I want to kind of. I'm pulling back, you know. Um. So I yeah, I usually do like a weekly um, write your comp, write your question and thing, but. Bro, this is why I hate fucking social media. Like, you can't... I mean, I could if I wanted to. But it's like, if you post anything on there that is, that's not... Like, the, 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 the algorithms, the AIs... Like, everything now is about, like, giving... Uh, what do you call it? Like, it's about do, doing something... Like, you know, a lot of these uh, social media gurus will be like... Uh, post for your follow... Like, post quality stuff... For your followers, post what your followers will want. Like, give them value, right? It's no longer about what you want to post, what you like. It's about what gives value to other people that you, you you will never meet in your life, which is fucking the saddest thing in the world. So they know if I'm doing self-serving, like if I'm like promoting something, if I go write a question for the podcast, anything self-serving, they somehow know and they'll just shut it down. And you know how it is if you... The more they shut you down, the more you get put in your in the fucking shadow ban box and all that bullshit. And I'm just fucking sick of dealing with it, you know? And plus, if you really are a fan, you'll figure out a way to fucking uh, write into me. So, jamescamachocomedy.com. Why, why do I always say the, the email wrong? jamescamachocomedy at gmail.com. Send your questions or DM them to me on uh, whatever social media platform. Let's go. Reshma has a couple of questions. She asked... What did you want me to be? Wait, wait. What did you want me to be? Oh, what did you want to be when you were growing up? Did your career choice surprise your parents? Um, what did I want to be when I grew up? I gotta be honest, man. I mean, if you want to talk about when I was like a like a toddler, I remember my parents telling me like when I was growing up, I really wanted to be like a, a grocery store bagger. I guess for some reason I thought that was cool back in the day, but that's that's not what you're talking about. You know, you're talking about what I really wanted to be. Honestly, when I was a kid. I could never have admitted it, and also, I kind of grew up in a way where me saying what I actually wanted was not encouraged, so I don't, I, I don't even think I was in the mindset that I could literally say the things I wanted deep down inside. I was almost waiting for my mom or for other people to tell me what to do and how to live my life, but when I was growing up, I, I definitely wanted to be something in entertainment, like an actor. Like, I wanted to be in movies. I wanted to be, like, uh, on the screen. And uh, I just, it's so funny because I remember I, I remember being so fascinated with movies, writing my own scripts, all this stuff. I used to, like, make fake movie section. Uh, I used to make my own movie sections of newspapers, like, fake ones and, like, little little notebooks and stuff. And I just knew I wanted to be in, in the movies and somehow in the entertainment business like that. That I knew it, but I never vocalized it. I, I don't even think in my head subconsciously. I just was like thinking like, this is so cool. This is so cool. This is so cool. And it wasn't until like college where um, I got away from my parents because I, you know, I lived on campus and 
when I was just faced with the decision of like, what are you going to major in? What are you going to do with your life? I just said, it just all came up bubbling, like, like fucking, uh, boiling water. Like when you're, when you're making a, a pasta, right? The oil's boiling up, going over the tippy top of the pan and shit. Right. I just like, I want to, I want to get in show business. Um, so I think I always knew that was never able to like, I love when the, I love when you hear the stories. I was four years old and I said I wanted to be an astronaut or I wanted to be a, an actor. I wanted to be a comedian. I never had that moment. It was just inside. That's, the, that's what's wrong with my fucking life. Everything is like inside. I hold everything inside. Now I'm breaking out because I'm, I'm going crazy. It, it drove me crazy. It fucking drove me crazy. You drove me crazy. Um, no, but like growing up, everything was just inside. Never said anything. Never spoke my mind. Just, just, uh, Oh, what a horrible way to live. Um, but yeah, uh, did my career choice surprise my parents? I mean, I'm sure it did. I'm sure. I remember I asked my mom what she thought about when I was uh, doing stand up, and she just thought I was going through a phase. You know, like I had my uh, I had my Echo gangster phase. I had my Abercrombie Fitch phase. I had my weed pothead phase. I had my drinking phase. She just thought this was another phase. Me doing stand-up, me doing acting. She just thought, oh, it's something he'll just get over. This stupid, silly fucking thing, you know? Wanting to play baseball, that was a phase, you know? Maybe sometimes phases aren't just phases, you know? Especially when it comes to, like, I, I mean, I guess, I don't know. Do people have phases with stand-up comedy? I guess they do, but I think a lot of that just ends with, like, giving up. Or maybe they get, you know, they get in a relationship where they kind of, they get mentally broken and they just stop doing stand up. But yeah, no, my um, I don't know what my dad thinks. My dad doesn't. I, I mean, I don't. I don't even know. What my dad knows um what my name is. Um, but um, yeah, my mom was just like she thought it was a phase, and it wasn't until like a year ago. It was. It was even after my. They came to my special taping, and it was even after that she told me she didn't. She didn't think it was like I was doing this seriously as a career. She thought I was just doing a hobby for like the last 10 years. It's like, so you thought I was like, how How could you not say anything? If you thought I was just doing a hobby all throughout my 20s, not working towards any career, wouldn't you be like, what the fuck? Get a real, get a job or get some direction, you know? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? It's like, how could you, how could you just buy, be a bystander to your kid just Having a like, if you were, I don't know, what's a fucking, what's like a hobby, right? What are my hobbies? I like to work out, right? But I, I'm not, I'm not, none of my, I don't have any goal of being a bodybuilder or Mr. Olympia or Arnold Schwarzenegger's, you know, the second coming of Honor Schwarzenegger, the Chino Rican Honor Schwarzenegger, you know, I don't have any of those aspirations. But if I was, if, if I was asking my kid, what are you, what are you doing? What are your hobbies? Oh, I work out. Well, that's cool. What do you want to do for work? Like, what do you, you know, what do you career? No, I'm just, just going to work out. Well, maybe do you want to be like Mr. Le no, it's just one of my hobbies. Or collecting, collecting marbles. I collect marbles. That's all I do. Okay, what do you do for work? No, I don't work. I just collect marbles. You'd be like, dude, what the fuck? You know? But, of, you know, it, that's, again, my family doesn't roll that way. My family isn't exactly the, hey, what are you doing type, you know? Um, it's just like, yeah, you just, you, you just stay inside your head and you know, no, no. once, once, uh, once you make a couple of really horrible choices, you, you'll learn yourself. 
that's kind of that's kind of the way I was raised. Um, and we have one more three questions today. We're just dropping off, man. We are just dropping off. Next week will be next week will be half a question. Someone will literally literally write. So tell me when you and that they won't even finish the second half of the sentence. Um, how much did you bet on the game and did you win? Um, Norman asked this. Listen, I I didn't bet on the game. I don't bet. I don't gamble. I don't have any money to begin with. Also, it's a it's an addicting thing that I've 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 bet before, and uh, you know, I felt that thing where you're like you you, you want to go again, try to win your money back, and like it, it, it's toxic. Like I I I could just like taste how bad that is. You know, I kind of like a gambling like fucking heroin. It's like I don't, I don't I'm not, I don't even want to get involved in that. You know, so I just I I just usually when I watch sports, I'm a team guy, right? I just want to see my team. I root for them. That's it. I don't give a fuck about scores. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, covers, spreads, any of that shit. I do it for fun. Um, uh, just for myself. I, I, I'm not gonna fucking put money in it. Like I don't. I, I don't have time for that. Uh, sh- uh, sh- I got enough turmoil in my life, you know. And did I win? Like I said, I, I, I. So I did. I didn't bet money, but I did predict. I make predictions. That's what I do. I don't bet. I make predictions. Um. I predicted the Chiefs would cover. They were the underdog, so I would just I did predict that they would win, and they did. So I won. And this year, even though I only started like I think like week seventeen, I was like twenty nine and twenty on my picks, which is like if you have that record in Vegas, if you have that record and you're gambling, you're gonna make money. So, but you know, it's easier said. I I just like again, it's like. It's like uh, drugs to me. It's just something where I'm like, I'm not touching that. You know, I'm not getting involved in that. Or it's almost like uh, social media. It's like I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just stand back on this one. You know. So uh, great questions, Reshma and Norman. I really appreciate. Um, I really appreciate them every week. Um, you guys are awesome. If you have a question you want to ask me for the podcast, ask me anything. I'm an open book. Please send your questions to James Camacho Comedy at gmail.com. To wrap up this week's kicking it with Camacho, I want to share with you guys a quote. I love quotes. I already shared a couple earlier by by just by just happenstance, but here's something I've been um, really uh, really into. And like I said, I share these with you because I, I I'm really into them, but I also share them because I hope um, someone maybe the, uh, someone that needs to hear it will hear it and um, it can uh, put them in the right direction. So I don't know who the Molly Quirum is. Do you guys know who Molly Quirum is? Quirum, Q-E-R-I-M. Let me Google her real quick. She's a American TV personality. She's quite. She's quite. Oh, is she on first take? Molly Quirum is an American. Oh yeah, she's on first. She does the uh, the thing with Stephen A. Oh, she's gorgeous. How old is she? Thirty nine. Oh, she looks fantastic. Oh man. She's the most like TV personality LA fucking dime there is. Um, all right, so I didn't know this was her. This can't be her quote that I found, right? Oh boy, the internet's just giving me pop ups. Is this really her that said this? I mean, I guess it is. Because uh I, I typed the quote in. It's a quote that I've heard a lot, but I didn't know she said it. I typed it in, and I, all I'm seeing is Molly Queer and Stephen A., ESPN's first take. So, 
Hey, th- good good for her. This is a new quote. This is kind of new. It's like a two-year-old quote from what I'm seeing. Um, all right. So anyways, so her quote is, if you don't have haters, you're doing something wrong. If you don't have haters, you're doing something wrong. And for some reason, um, so that's the main part of the quote. But um, I'm seeing here a longer version of it. So apparently Molly Quirum said, if you don't have haters, you're doing something wrong. I grew up on a pretty Mediterranean diet. So that's what I try to stick to. I'm half Italian on my mom's side. They've aged amazingly, and all they've put on their face is olive oil. I don't know what that means. I'm guessing she's addressing people that, um, oh, wait a minute. Oh, these are just like, okay, I just read a bunch of different Molly Quirum quotes that have nothing to do with each other. Okay, sorry about that. Anyway, so if you don't have haters, you're doing something wrong. I love this quote because, you know, it's something I've kind of like, I've been kind of growing into, you know? You can't please everybody, right? Especially if you're in a in, in if you're actually doing something creative, doing something different. Like there's so many different like you don't you don't have to be in a creative industry to get this quote, right? Let's say you're you're at your job, you got a you got an outside the box idea, maybe something that's not traditional, right? You you you're on to something. Everyone's going to be like, "You're crazy. What the fuck are you thinking? We don't do things that way. Suck my dick," right? Haters, right? But, you know, Obviously, in my field of creative, it's like you're going to have these ideas, right? You're going to have these jokes for me, and then you're going to have people that go, you know, that's not funny. You're a hack. The way you're getting success is stupid. You know, people uh, basically like having people shit on you, talk shit about you, hate what you're doing. It just really signifies that you're you're on the right trajectory path. And it's just hard because it's not fun getting shit on. It's not fun people talking shit about you. But, um, you know, I'm really trying to take that as a hint that it's a good thing, you know. Because I think a lot of my career, I mean, pretty much up until recently, I've been so worried about doing well, like pleasing people, right, on social media. Is this what people want. Is this going to go viral on stage? Uh, hope people laugh at this. Blah. And the more and more I get into it, I'm just starting to be like, dude, I, I'm so, like, I'm so unsatisfied. Like, even if I do something that I think people will like and it works, I don't get the same kick out of it as I do as if it's a, a, a thought of mine that I like that no one else may understand and I can kind of get them on board, you know? Like an original idea. That's the stuff that really gets me going. And you're only going to be able to achieve that because initially when you have these new ideas, you're going to get a lot of pushback, you know? Um, sorry about that. Um, so, yeah, if you don't have haters, you're doing something wrong, man. Like if you're, you know, if you have if you have some li- like, th- and it's so funny because like you can't please everyone. And if you do try to please everyone. People, people fucking don't like you anyways, you know? Think about it. All these class president type of kids who are trying to get everyone to like them, right? It's like it's like cringy almost, you know? It's like, dude, you're just like, like, like wouldn't you be better off having like a, a, a core group of friends or people that fuck with you rather than a bunch of people that kind of like you, you know, just so you can get everyone to like you? That's like, that's just like, I don't know. That's just stupid, you know? But... Yeah, I'm starting. I'm starting to like kind of embrace more um, 
People are going to talk their shit. People are going to disagree. People are going to say I suck. They hate me. But as long as I'm doing what I like and I and I believe in it, that's all that matters, man. Fuck everyone else, you know? I guess there's got to be something to be said. It's like, you know, if you're doing something and most it's most people aren't liking it or you're doing something awful. Like, I'm sure Dahmer was like, I love eating people, right? That's That's a different story, right? Look at all these haters hating on my cannibalism. Fuck them. You don't got haters. You're doing something. No, he was doing something wrong. But, no, I'm starting to embrace more like, um, yeah, if I, if I get a negative comment or people saying I suck or, I don't know. As long as I'm, like, I really, you know, I really try to, like, uh, think of myself this way. Sometimes from a third person, third person outside perspective, like, if I, would I follow this guy? Would I want to go see this guy? Would I think this guy's funny? Would I like that? And I just kind of do those things. If there's ever a thing where I'm like, oh, I think I should do this because other people like it, but I don't actually like it. It's just kind of like I'm being almost like a tool in a way. I, I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm going away to of that, you know? And th- like, this is a lot to admit, man. You know, I don't think most people will, would ever admit this, but it's like I've been a, I've been a shill, you know? I've been a fucking hack for a little bit. My, all my Chino Rican bullshit, right? I was leading into it. Listen, it all started from a place where this is really me, but um, no, I, I'm done with it, man. You know, did I talk about this on my last podcast or I do so many podcasts? I don't remember what I've talked about, but it's like I'm getting to the point now, ironically, where it's like before I was doing, I was had any success on social media when I had like a thousand followers and it was just really people that I knew from school and college and a couple couple of you know co-workers from the past I literally would do stand-up and if I had a show where I'm like that was a, that was a funny moment I remember that oh I, I was working on this joke it finally hit hard I'm so proud yeah I would just go ahead and post those things that's all I did that's all I did and then I got fucking you know I, I, I got I went viral for being a Chinese Puerto Rican and honestly man that's not really who I am you know it is who I <laughs> Well, let me back that up. That is who I am, but that's not all I want to talk about, right? That's not my fucking identity. And for a long time, I was just trying to get more followers, trying to get some fame, trying to get some success. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. None of it makes me happy. No amount of followers, no amount of um, whatever, subscribers, none of that shit. The, the shit that makes me happy every week isn't like, oh, my video's doing well or... Um, I don't know, like shit like that. What really makes me happy is when um, I go, I write, I write a joke, I'll go on stage, and it's my first time saying an idea, and it gets a laugh, and I'm like, I got something there. That's when I genuinely feel the best, and that's when I feel the proudest, and that's all I give a fuck about, and if people are going to hate me, I don't give a fuck, all right? Because uh, if you got haters, if you don't got haters, you're doing something wrong. So transversely, if you have haters, it means you're doing something right, you know? So uh, yeah, bring on the hate. I fucking love it. All right, guys, this has been Kicking It With Camacho, James Camacho. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please like, subscribe, comment your, your thoughts. 
Send me your questions, James Camacho Comedy at gmail.com. Um, also, watch the I'm Just a Kid podcast. We got a great episode coming out this week with Matt McCoy. Very fun. And uh, again, subscribe, like, share, anyone you think that might be into this stuff. And uh, for those of you that are already into this stuff, I really appreciate you. Um, I'm super humbled that anyone watches this. And, um, you know, as much as I'm calling for haters, um, I also also want fans too. All right. I'm not, I'm not stupid. <laughs> I don't want just haters. I want fans too. And, uh, I appreciate you guys. So it's actually an adios. I'll talk to you on Thursday.